hope everyone's doing well. Uh, uh, good afternoon again, and um, just always grateful to be able to come together with the church, to be able to worship the Lord. Uh, let me say a quick prayer for us before we get into the message today. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you, and we praise you, and we, we worship you. Lord, um, we just sang about how Jesus paid it all, and Lord, knowing uh, that we are your beloved children who have been forgiven, who have been saved, who know your grace and your love, uh, who know your faithfulness. We are so grateful, and we pray today that as we delve into your word, you will remind us again of who you are, that you will convict us, you will move us, you will stir in our hearts, and that we may just respond with truly worship, praise unto you. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So today we are in uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 4, and, you know, the, the title of the message is Speaking the Truth in Love. Um, I think the main, the main verse I really wanted to look at uh, was actually verse 29, but I did ask for two verses to be read there because in Ephesians 4.15, uh, that's what the Apostle Paul says. He says to us to speak the truth in love, or rather speaking the truth in love, we're to grow in every way into him who's ahead, into Christ, from whom the whole body I'm sorry, rather speaking the truth in love, we're to go in every way into him who is ahead, into Christ. I'm going to stop there. And then verse 29, we are kind of given a glimpse of how we are to speak the truth in love. Now we, you know, I think as human beings, one of the, the gifts that we have is, is speech, right? It is a wonderful gift given to us by God. And if you think about it, it's a, one of our human capacities which reflects our likeness to God. Our God speaks, and like him, we also have the, the, the ability to speak. And actually, if you think about it, speaking, speech is, is one of the things that distinguishes us from the rest of creation, right? When you think of cows, right, they moo, you know, the dogs bark, cats meow, right? Pigs will, they say, will grunt, right? Lions will roar, and monkeys will, will squeal. And, you know, and I do that actually with my, with my daughter, will... Like, what does a lion do? And she'd be like, roar, right? What does a pig do? She'd be like, boing, you know, and it's, it's cute. Um, but obviously, people speak. Uh, we have the gift of speaking, and it's a great privilege, but we, as sinners, have perverted our speech, right? Our, our communication, which is such a beautiful thing to be able to communicate, to be able to to talk to one another, to share grace with each other, to encourage, to love each other, through our speaking, we have often turned this gift that we have into something that is harmful, something that is not good. And actually, in our passage today, if you look at verse 29, the way the Apostle Paul starts is he, he says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. And then he goes on, but he starts by saying, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. And that word that is translated Corrupting is the same word that used to be used for rotten, right? rotten trees, rotten fruit, rotten fish. And so he's saying, don't let anything come out of your mouth that is rotten, that is corrupting, that is going to harm, damage the body of Christ, really, right? And so... If you, if you think about it, though, let's think about the ways in which we speak. Are we 
generally people that speak in a way that's a blessing to people, but are we often speaking in a way that actually does harm to people? And so as we look at this passage, you know, today I really wanted to look at and think about what does it mean, right? especially within the body of Christ, right? What does it mean for me to communicate with you, to talk to you in a way that speaks truth in love? Or what, what does that look like? What, what does that mean? Because it's easy to say, right? Like, you know, Ephesians 4.15 says, speak the truth in love, right? So we should do it. Well, well how do I do it? And, and, I, and I say this to you, not as somebody who's an expert in any way. Uh, if you ask my wife, I'm sure she'll say that I'm very flawed, right, in my communication very often. But as someone who with you is, is on this journey to mature, to grow in Christ, and how can we actually speak the truth in love in a way that hopefully will be a blessing to others and will give glory to God? So there's really three things I want to point, I guess, highlight today, three points, and we'll go into that. And it's loving, knowing, speaking, right? Pretty simple, right? Loving, knowing, speaking. And so I'm going to start with the loving. If you look again at verse 29, the Apostle Paul says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, right? So he starts by saying, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up. And I think what we see here is, what is my motivation, right? When I'm speaking to you, why am I speaking to you? What is my reason to talk to you? And the Apostle Paul would say, actually it's very strong, he says, but only such as is good for building up. He's pretty much saying, don't say anything that's not going to build up the other person, right? Don't say things that are going to cut people down. Don't say things that are always going to bring harm to the other person. Only speak, right, to those around you, to your brothers, to your sisters around you in a way that is going to build them up. But often, when we talk, right, why do we communicate? We communicate to punish, right? We may communicate to get even. We may communicate to embarrass. We may communicate to win an argument. Actually, if you really think about it, most of my communication, it's about me, right? It's about me saying things to make myself look good to you, to make myself sound maybe smarter to you. Or maybe I'm talking to you in a way to manipulate the situation so you will do what I want you to do, right? All of my talking happens to be about me, and you're there just to listen to me, right? Maybe I want to get sympathy out of you, right? Maybe I want to get compliments out of you. Or maybe I just want to talk to you in a way that I think is going to, you know, get back at you for some of the things that you have said to me. But honestly, a lot of our communication happens to be about me, 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 me. It's about me. And I think it's pretty obvious in verse 29 when he says, only such is good for building up. Really, what is he saying? The goal of communication has to be to minister to the other person. I think that's actually very countercultural, right? If you think about our culture, I don't think people go around thinking, hey, the goal of my communication is to minister to you. Generally, the goal of our communication is to make myself look a certain way, to present myself in a certain way. But the goal of my communication to you is to seek your well-being. In my speech, 
to you. I want you to be everything God intends you to be. I want you to grow in your humanity. And so really, my communication is a way of loving the other person. That's why it says speak the truth in love, right? I love you by speaking to you in a way that will build you up. But here's the problem. So often, instead of doing that, we do exactly what verse 27 says not to. We let corrupting talk come out of our, our mouth. Now, when we hear the word corrupting or unwholesome talk, you're probably thinking of like obscene speech, cursing, right? Maybe even gossip, abusive language. And I would say, yes, I think all of that is part of it. The corrupting talk he's talking about, I think in the context of this passage, really is talk that harms other people, right? Talk that tears down, that cuts down instead of building up. But I want to actually give you a few examples of things that maybe we do that doesn't build up but actually harms, cuts down, and tears down. Things maybe that are not obscene language, things that we may not think of as abusive per se or even gossipy right, or slander, but what are some of the things we do? Maybe we do things that we would call exaggeration, right? Have you ever said to somebody, you're always late, right? You're never dependable, right? Maybe somebody comes late for something, you're upset, so you're saying, man, you're always late. So here's the thing. If I'm late and I feel bad, I want to apologize to you, but the second you say to me, you're always late, what do I think? I'm not always late. Remember yesterday when I was on time, right? What happens? I'm hurt. Even though I messed up, I'm hurt because you're speaking to me in a way that's identifying me as something, right? Or you're never reliable. That's hurtful, right? And we, we do things like that. We exaggerate to make a point, and often those words like always, never, only, which we just kind of say without thinking, it's harmful to the other person. It becomes corrupting talk that's hurtful that tears down the body of Christ. Or something related to that would be trait names. Right? Have you ever said to somebody, you're a liar? Now, people do lie. But when someone says to you, you're a liar, you don't think to yourself, oh, man, I'm so convicted by the Holy Spirit right now, right, for my lie. You think, I don't always lie. I'm not a liar. I just sometimes fudge the truth, right? But again, it, it hurts the conversation. Your communication is hurt when you say that. Or, you know, we could say something to someone like, you're just not a loving person. Now, that doesn't sound, it's not a curse word. But when you say someone like that, you define somebody like that, well, again, what's going on? You're breaking down communication. You're hurting each other. You're tearing the person down, right? Something could be something as simple as you're a jerk or you're dumb. And you can go on and on. When we use this kind of language, what happens? It's corrupting talk, right, that is hurting the body of Christ. Instead of building you up, what am I doing? I'm tearing you down, right? I'm saying your identity is not that you're a child of God, but your identity is you're a liar and you're a jerk. And you might think, oh, that's too much. But I would, I would say no. Often the way we talk, we tear down in that kind of way. Or another thing would be, uh, example of corrupting talk might be mind reading, 
right? Have you ever gone to someone and tried to really be loving and kind or apologetic, and maybe you had a gesture? Maybe the person responds by saying, don't do that. I don't want that gift. I don't know what you're trying to do. You're just trying to manipulate me so I forget about what you did. And then you're like, whoa, I was trying to, to, to be kind, and you just flipped it. And so now you go from a gesture of kindness to anger. Right? I don't want to talk to you anymore. But we do that. We assume each other's motives. We mind read. And we just put it out there. Right? And what are we saying? We're saying there's no grace here. You messed up once. You messed up twice. So now I have no grace for you. I know what you are. And again, what are we doing? We're tearing each other down. I'll just give one more example. We can go on and on. Right? Shaming each other. Right? I'm sure we've all done this. You know, you, if somebody you're pretty close to, they've shared things with you in their life that's difficult, and then you're angry at them, you have a fight, you have a conflict, and so what do you do? You bring that up right in the middle of the conflict, and you throw it back at their face, you know, this thing about you, and then what happens? The other person's like, whoa, why did you go there? Or maybe we bring it up in front of somebody else, again, to shame you, taking out secrets that we have, and we're just exposing it to hurt the other person. And so what are we doing? We're doing things that I think the Apostle Paul will call corrupting power. It doesn't only have to be obscene language. It doesn't only have to be abusive language. Things that I say to you that harm you, that tears down the body of Christ. And the Apostle Paul is saying to us, don't Talk that way. Don't speak in ways that harm each other. Don't speak in ways that break down and tear down the body of Christ, that tear down your brothers, that tear down your sisters. And it could be in your marriage, or it could be to your children, it could be to your, to, you know, your parents, it could be to your friends, to your members of the church. But the point is, don't speak in ways that tears down. Speak in ways that builds up. If you say, I love you, then Show that love by having a motivation to minister through my communication, to be other-centered, not me-centered, other-centered in my communication, and always think to yourself, is what I'm saying building you up or tearing you down? And if what I'm saying is hurting you, then don't say it. I think that's actually really important, right? It's called a filter, right? I think most of us don't have one, right, when we talk a lot of times, but it's called a filter. We have to filter out what we say before we say it. I'm very good at after, right? I'm very good at after I say the wrong thing, repenting of it, apologizing, right? Not so good at the filtering during, but I think it's important. As I'm talking, is this going to build you up or is this going to tear you down? But not only do I have to love you, which obviously we do, but I want to know you. Right? Now, the, now, the loving, obviously, is foundational before the knowing because if you think about it, if I don't love my brother, if I don't love my sister, then obviously the rest of it, at best, is technique. Right? At best, is just a way of doing things, a procedure, whatever. Obviously, the foundation has to, has to start with love. But as I love you, I need to know who you are. Right? Because if you look at the Christian life, Here's what I know. I am loved. Right? I am, if I'm a child of God, I know that I am so loved that God would even send his son to die for me. I am so loved that we just sang about it. Jesus paid it all. 
That's the kind of love that I know. But what I also know is that not only am I loved, but my God knows me. He knows every hair on my head. He knows everything about me. He wants to know me. And so if you look at the passage here, it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion. Right? How do I speak to you in a way that addresses what is happening to you right now? As fits the occasion. I think what we often do when we talk to people is we just say things that just seem right. Right? We just say things that just kind of pop in my head. And, you know, if you have a problem with something, and I've had a problem with that thing, then we just say something, right? If someone comes to me and says, oh, you know, I'm angry because, you know, my, my child did this. I'm like, well, I have children, so I know what you're talking about. Let me tell you what I did. And I just, just speak into your life, right? Or, you know, or we just talk without really understanding what the other person is going through, who the other person is, right? And, you know, we try to maybe put ourselves in their shoes, but a lot of times we don't even know who the other person is, what they're going through, and how they're responding to what's going on. So what ends up happening is a lot of times we say a lot of things, even when we're trying to be helpful, that really aren't that helpful. I think sometimes pastors are the worst at it because we're so used to preaching, right? So what ends up happening is when someone has a struggle, we do private preaching, right? I've preached on anger. You're angry. Let me give you my sermon right now, right? You're worried. Let me give you my anxiety sermon, right? Let me give you, and, and we could do that, right? We could just kind of go into your life and try to speak to you and speak truth, and that's actually great, good stuff. But maybe that's not what you're going through. Maybe that's not what you're struggling with. And I think it's actually very important that we understand who you are, that we want to get to know one another, but also we want to understand the situation specifically that you're in, so that when we speak into one another's lives, it's something that is actually helpful. So just a little thing I want to share. Um, one thing that I, I try to do, I'm not always successful at it, is ask a few questions, right, when you try to talk to anyone. And a few questions would be, one, what is the situation? Right? What is the situation the person is in? And then what is the person's re response, reaction to the situation, right? So what is your situation? What is your reaction to the situation? And then what are some of the things that you're thinking about your situation? And what are the feelings, right, that you have about your situation? And then what are some of the desires that are coming out of your situation? And that's a lot, right? But as you're speaking to someone, it's some of the things to ask. What is your situation, right? What are you going through? How are you responding to that situation? Are you responding with anger? Are you responding with sadness? Right? Are you responding with stress and anxiety? What are you, how are you responding? And what are some of the thoughts that are going on in your head as you feel that anxiety? What are some of the thoughts that are going through your head as you get angry, right? What are some of the feelings that are coming in with that, and what are some of the desires that you have? But it's important for me, for you to understand what the other person is going through. So I want to love you, right? I want to, I want to be part of what God is doing in your life to 
build you up. I want to bless you, not cut you down, not tear you down, but I don't want to harm you. I want to build you up and bless you. But to do that, I want to get to know you. I want to know what kind of person you are, how you handle things, right? And, you know, your personality, right? Just the way you think, the way you feel, the way you respond. And specifically in whatever situation you're in right now, I want to understand that situation, how you're responding to that situation, the thoughts, the feelings that you're having in the midst of the situation. And then, and really only then, do I want to speak into your lives. I want to be loving, knowing, and speaking. And in verse 29, what he says, he says that no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. That it may give grace to those who hear. So what is our desire? What we're saying is that I talk to a brother, to talk to a sister in Christ. I want to start by looking at you as a precious child of God. I don't know if you ever think about that. Like a lot of times we'll say, I'm precious, right? I'm a precious child of God. And so sometimes I've actually heard elementary school students say this back in the day. This one kid insulted another girl, I remember, in like the Sunday school ministry. And the girl looked at this boy. She was probably like third or fourth grade. And she looked at him and she said, I'm a child of God. You can't talk to me like that. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of like deep for a third grader, right? I remember thinking that. And we think that sometimes. We think, I'm a child of God. That's my identity. Jesus died for me. I am loved. But then I talk to you like you're a sinner with no hope, right? Like, like there's no grace going that way sometimes. But the thing is, if I'm a child of God and I am loved and I am his beloved, then so is that person in front of me who is also a child of God. They are precious. Christ died for them too. So then that means I need to look at that person and I need to realize they are precious in the eyes of God. And so I don't want to just talk to you in any old way. I want to say if you are a precious child of God, I want to honor you. I want to love you. And so it starts with that. I want to build you up. I want to be a part of God's, you know, what God is doing in your life. I want to love you and serve you. So how can I speak to you in a way that builds you up? It starts with my motivation. Let me only say things to you that I think will build you up, that will bless you, that will help you. But to do that, I want to, again, not just loving, knowing, I want to know you. Right? I want to know you because you're a child of God. You're my brother. You're my sister in Christ. So I want to love you, and I want to get to know you. I want to get to know what makes you tick. I want to get to know what kind of person you are. And then... As I get to know you, I want to be able to speak into your life in a way that gives you grace, in a way that actually blesses you, in a way that actually helps you, in a way that helps you to mature as a believer in Christ. But to do that, I need to obviously know the person, but obviously I also need to know the Word of God. But I also need to know the gospel. I need to know what God's grace is all about so that I can hopefully speak to you in a way that will give grace. Speak to you in a way that will actually bless you, encourage you, right, and help you. And so honestly, sometimes 
I think we're called to encourage. But sometimes we're called to rebuke. Right? Sometimes we are called to rebuke. Sometimes we're called to gently rebuke and really show people what's going on in their life. And sometimes, you know, we need to really bring the comfort of the gospel, right? Really comfort and encourage and pray with and hold hands and really just, just love, up, love on them in that way. But sometimes we need to bring the call of the gospel, right? And say, you're living in a way that is not in line with the gospel. And this is how I think Christ wants you to be and really bring that to bear as well. But I think what we often do, right, is if we want to speak truth, we often speak truth without the love, right? I think a lot of times we see something, we notice something, and we say, you know what, I think God wants me to be an Asian, like a prophetic person, right? I want to speak into your life, and I don't really love you, I don't even know you, but I just speak. And it often does more harm than good. Or sometimes we're people that say, I, I love you. I, I want to bless you. And so because I love you, I'm too scared to say anything into your life either. But I think biblically, you know, I think that's the call that we have. We are called to speak the truth in love. I want to love you as Christ has loved me. I want to love you. I want to help build you up, mature in Christ. To do that, I want to really get to know you. I want to empathize with you. Right? I want to understand who you are, help you to feel known. But I want to be able to speak in a way that brings grace into your life and that actually blesses you. And my hope and my prayer is that as a church, that will be our desire as beloved children of God who have been so loved, that we would say, Lord, how can we love and know and speak into people's lives in a way that truly will be a blessing to them? Let's pray.